Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. LMFM Podcasts, brought to you with Cartmac Cross Credit Union, where you'll find the best car loan to get you on the move. Talk to one of our team today at Cartmac Cross Credit Union, O'Neill Street, or cartmacrosscu.ie. Discover more with the new Mercedes-Benz E-Class from Gilmore's Kings Court or gilmores.ie. Triumph over adversity. My next guest is an absolute expert at it. She has never let the fact that she was born without limbs dictate her life or stop her from achieving her goals. All her life, in fact, she's been defying odds, doing those uh, things in the medical doing things those in the medical profession said she would never do. She came to her attention as a teenager when she challenged Taoiseach at the time, Enda Kenny, about a decision to cut funding to disability benefits which saw her become an advocate and human rights campaigner. She's spoken at the UN, appealing to scientists to develop a robot that would become her arms and legs, all while studying for her leaving cert, which she aced by the way. She was awarded Outstanding Young Person of the World Award. She's met with dignitaries around the world and last year she graduated with flying colours from her degree in criminology at UCC she's achieved so much and she's only in her 20s and she's an inspiration to many even though she doesn't see herself as one who better than to give us much needed Monday motivation today Joanna Reardon you are so welcome to 11 to 1 how are you doing? Thanks very much for having me Good now listen when did you realise that you were a little bit different from everybody else? Um, I suppose like growing up I always knew that like physically I looked I suppose a lot different um, to a lot of people. Um, but I, I don't know, like, it just kind of never really, like, bothered me, like, mentally. Um, like, I know when I was, like, younger, like, me and my friends were literally just talking about it at the weekend. Um, you know, like, they'd always, like, be mocking me, you know, like, you know, because I'd basically ask them to move and I'd beat my horn at them. And then they'd go to their moms and would say, like, oh, Joanne, ask me to move, she's so horrible. You know, things like that, just, like, having jokes or whatever. Um, and I remember, like, even the days, like, during, like, the, you know, I would say, like, oh, I'm, like, too tired. And then, like, my friends would, like, pipe up and be, like, all she has to do is push her joystick. Um, like, she's not tired at all. Uh, but, like, just, like, had a good banter, I suppose, like, between us all. But, uh, like, I never really kind of saw myself as different, I suppose, in, like, kind of projecting that kind of outward. No one else really didn't saw me as any different either. But, you know, since you were born, you know, you had doctors dictating what you will or, as the case may be more often than not, what you won't be able to do. I mean, you were constantly bombarded with people saying you'll never do this or you'll never do that. I mean, how do you block out that negative noise? 
Um, I suppose like I was really like small, I suppose, and all that stuff was happening. And like I suppose it was my parents who were like hearing that like nonstop, and they had four children um, before me anyway. So like they were well versed in how to look after a child, you know, and things like that. Um, so it never really, I suppose, like bothered them in general. I suppose you know we were lucky that um, we had a girl um, twelve years older than me who was born the exact same in England. Um, her name is Tina, and I suppose she was kind of, you know, paving the way and, like, showing us how she did things, you know, and, uh, and different things like that. So I suppose my parents kind of always had, like, an example um, and, like, you know, someone to look to um, when they, like, weren't sure how things would go for me. But as I said, she's 12 years older than me, so, you know, she was, like, well, like, you know, she was kind of doing things before I was, like, even thinking about doing them, you know what I mean? Um, like, college, um, you know, like, living independently, you know, like, different things like that. So, um, yeah, I suppose having her, I suppose, to look to um, was a big help. And also, like, you know, my parents really didn't care for what other people had to say. Like, as I said, they'd for other children uh, before me. So they were well-versed in how to look after a child and push them into everything possible, which they did with me as well, so... And I think, you know, your parents probably will be a big uh, influence in this, but, you know, your childhood, you know, I've seen pictures of, of you as a kid and, and footage, of course, in the in the documentary about of you as a child. You seem to be such a really happy child. Was that down to your parents, do you think? <laughs> not on a Monday morning. I do believe, I'm, like, I'm not happy on any mornings, if I'm being honest. I'm not a morning person. Um, but I suppose, like, the happiness just, like I'm, like I think I'm just a happy person, kind of naturally, um, and I don't mean that in like an arrogant way. Like mm-hmm. I mean, I do obviously get down in the dumps or whatever. Like you know, sometimes, but you know, I'm I suppose incredibly lucky that I have like really good friends who always like they're always like happy and laughing and content and things like that. And uh, yeah, no, I suppose just in general, if you kind of. I suppose if you kind of, I'm like a big believer that if you put out like happiness and, you know, like laughter and good vibes and things like that, like that's the only thing that will come back to you. So, yeah. Well, laughter and happiness and good vibes, definitely you're putting that out all the time. I mean, you make an awful lot of jokes about your body. I mean, you've done it at the start of this interview as well. I mean, do you find that humour is a good way of coping? Is it a coping thing or is it something that just happens naturally for you? Or is it a way for you to break the ice with people when they meet you first and they don't really know what to say or do? Um, I suppose like coping, um, like I've always like said, like coping is like an intense word. Like you know, like I use humor to cope with like really like dumb things, like a wheelchair actually not showing up, or you know, like different things like that. You know, like intense things in that moment. Like then I would use like myself or my brothers and like my sister. We always use kind of humor, I suppose, like to cope or to deal with things. You know, but um, no, like in general, like we we'd always kind of uh, mock is kind of the wrong word, but like you know, like we're a typical Irish family. Like, you know, when I won the award, um, the JCI award in Japan is like an example. And I like came home and I like flew home from Japan for my brother's wedding. And I was like showing all the family like the award. And, and my brother didn't remark, oh, sure, that's the credit union logo. You know, like, how do we know you weren't just in Mallow, you know, for, for, for two weeks? And I was like, I was clearly in Japan. Um, uh, but like, you know, that's just like, that's just us, like, in general, you know, like my sister. Um, I remember we were in Sweden and we're going through the airport and I was in a push chair because the, the chair has to be taken to be put under the plane, you know, and things like that. Um, and I remember someone, like, basically, in Sweden was like, oh, you know, it's like, they were just asking, like, was I bombing out my limbs or, like, what had happened, you know? Mm. And then my sister said, oh, don't you know, she was in the war. Like, she's a really famous war veteran. And I was like, I'm, I'm not a really famous war veteran. And, 
you know, they're just like loads of things like that. Like we just are, that's just, that's just us like in general, you know. Yeah, yeah I love that. I love that. There's so many pranks you could play on people. I love it. And, um, yeah, honestly, like I remember like telling like the boys in school, you know, like, I don't know, like every like Irish school, like our school was freezing, like they'd never turn on the heating due to like cost or whatever. And I'm a very warm person, like naturally, like as in like my, like my body heat is like insane. Like I really hate heat. And I remember like one day it was like really cold in school. It was like, like snowing heavily. And I remember saying like, well, I was like, geez, you know, I can't see my legs. It's so cold, you know, whatever. And he was like, oh, well, I get like another jacket or like something for you. And I was like, it's fine. I can't see them because I don't have legs. It's, it's all G, it's all G. And uh, he just didn't really know how to react. And then he kind of laughed. And he was like, well, you know, thank God, you know, we, we, we can all laugh at Joanne, really. <laughs> <laughs> now, you came to public attention when you challenged uh, Enda Kenny, who was seated at the time back in 2011. Uh, he was making the cuts to services for people with disabilities. What inspired you to speak out? Was it, did you feel immense anger or what was it that triggered it for you? Um, I suppose I had met him like previously on the campaign trail when he was um, campaigning in our local area. So Ministry put forward, well, like Ministry to the Cartonar West constituency and they put forward a candidate. Um, and you know, that was like really big for Ministry at the time and Enda Kinney was like coming to town to like promote her and things like that. And I was like madly obsessed with Enda Kinney at the time. I thought he'd like great hair. I was 15. I just want to highlight that. And um, don't judge me for my weird obsessions <laughs> as a teenager. Um, and, you know, I was seeing my French mock and uh, my mother kind of pulled me out of it. And, uh, you know, that was when I asked Enda Kinney if he got into government. You know, what would he do to protect people with disabilities? And he said everything within his power. And then we all kind of know what happened after that. Um, but yeah, it was, it was more like frustration. It was more just to showcase what the court was going to do um, and affect people, not just me, but like people in situations like me. Um, and that was really like the, the primary aim of writing that letter to the Irish Examiner. Um, and Tain Bikini, you know. So, um, but yeah, I suppose I always wanted to be a journalist, um, which is the other thing. And the Irish Examiner had known about that for quite some time because I'd said it to a few other journalists. And uh, that's why then they gave me the opportunity to kind of do it as well. Um, just a learning experience, I suppose. And like little did I know, like going into school, doing my BTM scientist project, that I'd be, you know, on the front page of the Irish Examiner. Like, you know, that was, that was a surreal moment for sure. I absolutely I'd say so now you know but suddenly then your your sto- story is out there and you become this advocate for people with disabilities and a powerful advocate I might add you know is this something that you ever saw yourself doing and I mean was it difficult coping with all of this attention in the public eye um, I suppose like like with the attention it wasn't really like I'm not going to say it wasn't difficult like some days it was um, you know, like I wouldn't be able to go out with my friends, you know, as much as I'd want to, or, you know, kind of live a normal life, you know what I mean? Like, mm. as then go to their 18s, you know, and different things like that, that normal teenagers would have been doing. But at the same time, I was getting other opportunities, like going to New York, going to, like, South Africa, Japan, um, all these, like, other amazing places. Um, so I never really kind of took it for, for granted. And mm. I love meeting people. I love meeting different cultures. I love experiencing new cultures and learning and different things like that. Um, and I think, like, the world is becoming, like, you know, smaller, you know, even though it's getting bigger, you know, things like that. Um, so, yeah, no, I suppose, like, I never really found the attention kind of hard to deal with. I suppose, like, little things, as I said, um, you know, like not being able to hang out my friends, you know, because I was, I was like working and things like that. Um, uh, yeah, that was a bit of a pain. But at the, at the same time, like I knew I had a platform and I knew I was going to use it, I suppose, for something kind of worthwhile, you know. And absolutely, you have done that. I mean, you've achieved so much in your life, you know, so far. I mean, speaking at the UN, getting the Outstanding Young Person of the, uh, the World Award, meeting Lionel Messi. I mean, I could go on. <laughs> that's, that's the number one. Okay, that's, <laughs> that's the number one. It's like five years next week 
to like the day when I meet Lee Dalvesi. Uh, so I was like, I'm thinking I have to go back. I have to reunite my friends. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm going through all this list of achievements and I'm going, geez, Sinead, what have you done with your life? I mean, but seriously, what has been the big life highlight? Would it be the messy or would it be more? And I suppose, like, firstly, like, I always get people saying that to me, like, oh, I have done nothing in my life in comparison to you. And I always think, like, that, that's not, like, sad, but, like, that's a little bit sad because I think everyone has specific milestones that they have in their life that they want to achieve. And, like, no matter what scale they're on, I think they should be celebrated, like, no matter what. You know, for a lot of people, it's, like, getting on a bus for the first time. You know, for a lot of people, it's actually going outdoors because they have, like, crippling anxiety and things like that. So, I, like, I'm a fun advocate like, always, like, o- over-celebrating your achievements no matter what. Uh, but my favorite, like, hands down, and this, like, I'm a huge sports fan. I'm a huge Barcelona fan. Um, so, meeting Lionel Messi, uh, for me, is always, like, the number one. Um, just just because, like, it was my 18th present from my mom, and she felt bad because I'd missed out on a lot of birthday parties and things like that. So this is her present, like, to me. So <laughs> I know I was good way, A good way of making it up to you, that's for sure. Now, you've faced lots of different challenges in your life, a lot bigger than a lot of us will have faced. Um, what have you learned from them? Um, I suppose I always look ahead. I actually never look back. It's, like, really funny when people list all the things that I do. Um... Like, I'm always looking ahead to the next step and looking like, looking forward to what I have to do. Because I think, you know, in my situation and being mom at no limbs, like, I have to be prepared for something coming around the corner. And I've also, like, un- like learned to, like, never never really sweat the small stuff. You know, like, my friends would be, like, constantly anxious, you know, about, like, exams or essays or, you know, different things like that. And I just kind of wouldn't because, like, I knew how much it took to, I suppose, get me to that position in the first place. And mm. um, so I'd never really, like, sweat, like, all those kind of small things. Um, I know they're big for like some people, but you know I'm always like a firm believer that like you're you're there for like a reason. Um, and I suppose I've always something I've always kept to realize for life is again like everything everything does happen for a reason, and like if it's meant to be, then it it'll happen to you. Um, you know, like for for years I was like you know trying to be a sports journalist um, and trying to do like different things um, in that in that area, and kind of hoping that I'd be taken seriously. And I suppose. You know, as I said, like if it was if it was meant to be, then you know uh, it would happen, and thankfully, you know it has. And same with like all the other like stuff. I've always wanted to travel the world, um, and that's happened as well. You know, so if as I said, if it was meant to be, then it was going to happen. You know, but at the same time, you do have to like work hard, um, you know, to achieve that, uh, achieve whatever you want. Well, that's definitely something that you're doing an, an awful lot of. Now, you know, if you were to go back in time and tell childhood Joanna, child you something, what would you tell her? I would tell childhood Joanne, don't be an asshole. Like, childhood Joanne was, I'm still a bit of an ass, I'm not going to lie. Um, but, like, sounds like anyone is going to send in complaints to the show. But no, I mean, like, as a, like, as a youngster, like, I was always just, like, messing around. You know, hang, I was, like, the ultimate, like, mischief, talkative, um, you know, twat, you know, more than anything. But, uh, you know, no, I, you know what, to be honest, I'd probably just tell young Joanne just to, like, be prepared, you know, for everything that that's going to come to you. Um, I think that's probably more the important thing. Um, but at the same time, I think young Joanne was well prepared by her parents, um, you know, to, to, to achieve all the stuff that she's done. So, yeah. And I, I don't know, this is probably, I can I can tell from talking to you, you know, that you are an extremely motivated person. But you did mention that you do have your off days as well, like everybody. But uh, how do you stay motivated when you're hit with a bad day? Um, I suppose like a bad day, um, you know, I always think that like a bad day is in fervor. Um, like the sun will rise, you know, in the following morning. Um, so I'm one of those kind of people all the time. 
Um, I suppose I'm very lucky that I have like good friends. If I am in a bad mood, I'm not saying like they'll do everything within their power, but mm. like you know they'll they'll wait for a little bit, they'll let it like sink in, they'll let me rant, they let me have my moments, um, and then they'll basically say, oh, do you want to go to cinema or something later on? I'll be like, okay, because I'm one of those people like once I get it out, like once I basically say what's in my head, and um, then I'm like content. Um, so yeah, I suppose that's that's really it. Like I suppose I've always. You know, I was, like I always said, to talk to someone and be a friend, like a, a parent, a teacher, a counsellor, you know, like whatever. And just like make sure you get it out in the open and make sure you like get those feelings off. Like I'm not going to lie, like venting to like my friends, it definitely is like a double weight, like, like lift off my shoulders. And sometimes like they don't really understand. And like, I mean, that in the nicest way possible, like they mm-hmm. don't understand you know, oh, having to get up at like, you know, they mock me, like, and they're like, oh, I'm so tired. And they're like, oh, this is coming from a girl who was like traveling to Senegal and over to South Africa, you know, up to Laos, you know, and things like that. So, you know, don't really have much pity for you, Jared. Um, or, else, you know, it'll be sort of like, you know, like issues, I suppose, that we just specific, like to me, you know, like, oh, having to go out with someone all the time or not being able to do something spontaneously, you know, and things like that. But at the same time, like, as I said, they let me have my rant, you know, they let me have my like reflection moments and then they just, you know, we just move on from it. You know, that's kind of how we deal with it. Well, it sounds like you've got amazing people in your life, that's for sure. But uh, finally, just for our Monday motivation, could you share a little bit? Now, I know you said you're not a morning person, but could you share a little bit of your morning routine? What do you do to give yourself sort of that, you know, get up and go kind of thing? The most like, okay, like the most important thing for me is like my half hour, like morning routine. So like the alarm goes off and I hit snooze, not going to lie, immediately. Um, And then like after like the alarm goes off again, like I get up, and, like, the first thing I do is, like, I go into the bathroom and I, like, this is, like, so girly, but, like, I wash my face and I do my, like, morning skincare routine. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, like, 15 minutes, like, to myself, you know, where I can, like, you know, confuse, you know, what's going on, what's the plan for the week, you know, for the day, um, and little things like that. And I think that 15 to 30 minutes of, like, just silence, because I'm a pure silence person in the morning, which is hard to believe. It's um, really hard to is, believe. Is, 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 it's incredibly, like, important to me just to, I suppose, like, decompress and, like, get ready, I suppose, you know, like, for the day. And that's, like, no matter what the time is. So, yeah, that's basically my morning. And then I, I spend time with my dog, who's not a morning person either. And then they're, like, you know, the bits where I'm at my most, at my happiest, I'm not going to lie. And, uh, you know, I'd say you're at your your happiest as well behind a microphone because you have started your own podcast as well, which is going really well. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so the podcast um, is with Cork's uh, Red FM. So, like, like, I'm a firm believer that local radio is the pure driving force of Irish society. Like, I don't care what anyone says. Local radio is where it's at. It is. uh, No, (laughs) it really is. Like, Cork's uh, Red FM, you know, they they, they put their trust in me. Um, I decided to be a sports reporter, ironically enough. And one of their uh, other reporters basically said to me, you know, um, that I like had like the best CV or whatever. Um, but unfortunately, like some of the pitches aren't wheelchair accessible or some of the press boxes aren't accessible. And I was a little bit like, gutted, you know, like, oh, well, you know, that's unfortunate, you know, whatever. And then they said, but we'd like to offer you something else. Uh, would you mind coming to the office? Um, and then that's when they offered me, I suppose, a sports podcast, which I was over the moon with. So I love talking sports. I'm a huge sports nerd. Um, I write sports at the Irish Times, uh, Women in Sports. So it was only fitting that like my first season podcast, if that makes sense, uh, mm-hmm. was going to be about trailblazers um, and women in, uh, game changers for women in sports. Um, so we're very fortunate. We've had Rena Buckley, um, Tracy Kennedy, who's the first ever uh, Cork, uh, female Cork chairperson um, and the second ever within the GA. Mary O'Connor, who's a trailblazer. She's a Jewish star for Cork and she's now the CEO of Federation of Irish Sports, where she looks after over 12,000 clubs. 
Um, and we also have Neve McCarthy, who's a Paralympic uh, athlete and the European record holder for discus and the silver medalist as well in the Paralympics. So huge trailblazers and people who are literally like, you know, changing the game at every level. So yeah, it was important for me to get their stories out. I think everyone has an extraordinary story. I'm a firm believer that ordinary people have extraordinary stories. So yeah. Well, Joanne, you certainly have an extraordinary story and thank you so much for joining us uh, today. Keep being inspirational, keep being you, keep surprising people and thank you for giving us our much needed Monday motivation today. Thank you very much. I'm delighted because I had a PA from Loud and she'd always listen to the radio station. So I'm buzzed. I'm buzzed I get to, you know, be here. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. Well, listen, thanks a million and have a great day and week and uh, keep going with the podcast. Thank you very much, Jill. Thank you. Thanks a million. Joanne O'Riordan Day, they're absolutely just pleasure to speak to her. And if you want to check her out, it's redextra.ie forward slash podcast and you'll get the link there to her podcast that she was talking to me about there. LMFM Podcasts, brought to you with Cartmacross Cross Credit Union, where you'll find the best car loan to get you on the move. Talk to one of our team today at Cartmacross Cross Credit Union, O'Neill Street or cartmacrosscu.ie. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., 